Hello, true crime addicts. I'm Taylor. And I'm Kara. And this is A Latte Murder, a podcast where we have no idea what we're doing. But we continue to do it anyway. Grab a cup of caffeine. And join us for a latte fun. Here we go. Hello! Hey, how's everyone doing? <laughs> it's all good. It's all good? How's your week? It's just jolly. How's your week? That sounds sarcastic. Are you okay? Oh, yeah. I'm fine. Just every week feels long. <laughs> this week was especially long for me. Yeah. I don't know why. Just felt long. Yeah, it was dragging. <laughs> like, when is Friday coming? Yeah. Mine went by pretty fast because I had off Monday and then I had off fri- today, Friday. Oh, must be nice. So, I was at the yeah. office every day this week yeah. because I suck at scheduling. I'm sorry. Sorry. I have I work all next week except Monday I get to go home early because I get my COVID vaccine, and then Friday's a half day always, so I have full days in between. Nice. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, what are you drinking? <laughs> I stole yours. Oh man, I'm drinking a white mocha, but switched mm. it up. Probably gonna spill it all over the place again. <laughs> I got caramel in it took a page Mm. out of your book yeah that's my favorite what's your song of the week (laughs) my song of the week yeah um i don't know (laughs) i i've been blasting some 1975 Mm -hmm. because as always oh yeah because i was not having a fantastic week so Mm -hmm. i'm like you know i need like a i need like a jam Mm -hmm. i need to jam out and then on the way to my meeting today for work i was like you know what i haven't listened to in a while some guns and roses yeah you love them yeah so i've been uh so i was jamming to them today mm-hmm. so i'm like oh yeah that's nice it's been a while yeah <laughs> it's been a while well my song you know you know my song crush <laughs> by david archuleta <laughs> such a throwback it's been in my head all week and then i jam out to it and then it just gets more stuff it was in your head all last week too because we blasted it on the way to dinner after we podcasted (laughs) last week yeah i probably no i don't think i mentioned it in last week's podcast but and i videoed it yeah it's a good time yeah (laughs) i love that song i don't know any other david archula songs nobody does but i want him to be on mass singer if he's not already. I didn't finish the season, so I can't say he's, he's not. not on it. He's not. Okay. But he needs to be on it. Because they had Jesse McCartney. Spoiler for another season. <laughs> well, wasn't Jesse... What, didn't they have Jesse McCartney on there because he was starting something else? I, I feel know. like a lot of people yeah. who haven't been around for a while go on that show. When they want to come back. Yeah. Yeah. So, if But he, not all the time. Like, the older singers well, just do yeah, it. Well, yeah. But... Yeah. I would just, I mean, I love Jesse McCartney. He was my first crush. I'm pretty, no, 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 I'm lying. Aaron Carter was my first crush. Do you remember Aaron Carter? Uh, yeah, candy. Yep. <laughs> do, do, the do, Lizzie McGuire episode. Yeah. <laughs> I loved him. I, I don't know why, like, I guess I saw him in, like, Team Bop magazine or oh whatever. Oh, my God. <laughs> but Jesse McCartney was the first one I had a poster of. Like, I got it from, like, one of those magazines. I put it on the back of my door, and then it was like, I don't want my dad to see it. I don't want him to know that I like boys. now he knows. (laughs) I know. Now he knows about my Jesse McCartney poster. Dang. Jared. So. You and you look at me. I'll be holding back. You don't even know the words. And you know this crush ain't going away. (laughs) Kara, you picked this week's topic yeah i'm sorry i just picked sorry, i just picked a random guy on I mean, wikipedia th- there's not much about him no. but there is like like i found a youtuber talking about him so it's like a, d- well, a relatively well known yeah case i didn't know about it though no i didn't know about it i just picked a random guy i just read a little bit and i was mm-hmm. like oh that sounds interesting and here we are <laughs> doing a whole episode about him yep so this week i picked Roger Dale Stafford. Dun dun. <laughs> dun dun. Yes. Like I said, there isn't much about him. There's nothing about him. Like, I cannot find anything on the web besides, like, of the crime itself. 
Yeah, I couldn't find anything about his childhood. No. That's okay. Yeah. You know. I'm going to assume it wasn't good. Yeah. You know? Because, you know, he's a horrible person. <laughs> yeah. So. So. So, Roger Dale Stafford. And I go by... Okay, so, before we start. Normally, I use last names when we're talking about mm-hmm. anyone. But this time, we should talk say first names. Because they're all last names, Stafford. All three people. This is true. Just wanted to say that. Okay. <laughs> Works for me. Okay, go. So, my sources are Wikipedia, Murderpedia, and the podcast, Oklahomicide, which I thought was pretty clever. Oklahomicide, Slains in the Sooner State by Stacey Hughes, PhD. Ooh. Fancy. Mine are Wikipedia, Murderpedia, and Shelly Gabriel on YouTube. She is, like, a... She's not very big. Like, she doesn't have many followers, but Mm -hmm. she has a um, true crime and makeup youtube channel cool so yeah it was very good so follow her on youtube help her out yeah it's very informative so i got most of my information from her and then cross reference what a cool idea to like Mm -hmm. do makeup and talk about yeah serial killers i know because who doesn't love that i used to just watch makeup videos and they wouldn't talk about anything they'd be like yeah so this week i've got i think i'm gonna go shopping yeah uh i need a new prada purse and i just don't know which one i'm gonna get or they just like put music over it and like do it quick so, and I'd watch that, so. Why did it become such a trend to do their eyebrows off camera? They're like, I'm going to go do my eyebrows off camera. <laughs> I didn't, I haven't watched a makeup video in a long time. Yeah, it's been a long time. But, yeah, they would always do that. They're like, oh, it takes too long. I don't know. Like, I don't it's care. Like I want to see it. Yeah, it's like a secret what they do, maybe. They're like, I'm going to go do, it's like, I saw it once, and then ever since, every single person was doing it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like why yeah just do your eyebrows on camera i don't care i'm here to watch you yeah it's like because i have no life so i'm here to watch you (laughs) have no life what it's like what's the difference between watching them put an eyeshadow on and then putting their eyebrows yeah like the same thing just do it on camera it's fine no one cares it's fine no one cares i mean unless you're like pushing an hour video out and you need to cut something you cut the eyebrows but probably not (laughs) probably not that long of a video i would cut out like the eyeliner because no one needs mm. to be taught no, how to because, put eyeliner on. No, I have no idea how to put eyeliner on. No, not like... I'm Wait. talking about like the... Oh, uh, bottom? Yeah, like the waterline. No one does that anymore besides you. I do it. <laughs> I know. All around my eye. <laughs> since I was like in seventh grade. No. No. I'd say like... When did I start doing like my eyes the exact same way since I was a teenager? Like, I don't know. I only knew you since you were 14 or 15. Maybe like 8th or ninth grade. Mm. Doing makeup the same since I was like You need to change kid. it up. <laughs> and my hair has been the same since 7th grade. Yeah. Yeah. All my school pictures in high school. Look the same. Yes. They're all the same. <laughs> I'm burnt in one yeah. because we had to come straight from soccer. I'm just the sunburnt. Yeah. That's... I mean, I've changed hairstyles, I guess. But I go through makeup phases and I'm like, oh, I love makeup. I want to do something cool. And then now... I have to wear a mask every day anyway, so, like, yeah. I put on mascara and that's it. Yeah. I always do my eyes. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> I was gonna say, we were talking about makeup and made me think, John, my husband, <laughs> when, so we've been in school together since we were in sixth grade, so, as you know, Carol, I'm telling oh, everyone else. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we had, like, the same homeroom and same, like, classes for years. So, in sixth grade, we dated, dated, air quotes, because that just meant walking the hallways together. Then we broke up. Did you hold hands? Probably. Oh I don't gosh. remember. Crazy. <laughs> Probably. It was crazy time crazy. in sixth grade. But then, in seventh grade, we were just friends, and I walked into social studies. Oh, you broke and, up? Yeah, by that point. Oh, dang. Yeah. Now, we're still together now. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but in social studies, I walked in. Seventh grade, first day, sat down in front of John. I turn around and say, like, oh, how's your summer or something? And he looks at me and goes, what's with the makeup? <laughs> oh. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> and then turned around. <laughs> so he questioned Wait, hold my on. makeup. Was that the summer he broke up with you to have a summer? Yeah, like the summer before that, yeah. And I said, you know what's with the makeup? You dump me. So I start wearing makeup. Oh, <laughs> Just kidding. Show him what he's missing. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah. well, but it probably was so like it probably was like crazy makeup. Who knows what I had on my face at that time? 
It was probably so. like blue eyeshadow, yeah. <laughs> yeah. green eyeliner. Yeah. And then like some colored mascara or something. <laughs> but no, I mean. Well, you're tricked work because yeah. now you're married. I know. Obviously. And I had blue hair at one point, And I remember he would be like, why, why do you have blue hair? You had blue hair. I had blue streaks. I didn't know that. Yeah. I never knew that. Yeah. They were fake though. Like oh. they were extensions that I had put in so it was like blue hair but not blue. Oh. so i never dyed my hair blue but i had blue streaks because i was a skater and i like to <laughs> do skate oh my god <laughs> and then i became, Lame then I became an old lady <laughs> loser now i just read books <laughs> married life married life no no more skateboarding for me about those crazy times once you get married all those crazy <laughs> times of skateboarding yeah over you did go through a really long uh skating phase though yeah because my dad skateboarded and i was like that's cool i'm gonna do that (laughs) so i got like the dcs i got dc hat i had a skateboard that was plan b and i went to the skate park once (laughs) with my dad nice and went down a ramp and almost cracked my head even though i had a helmet on so you were like all right i'm done with this yeah i'm done with this phase too dangerous for me (laughs) But I learned how to do an ollie, which is, like, when you, like, jump oh, and yeah. kick it up. That's cool. Yeah. Can I you do it again? No. Oh. I was really trying this past summer to do an ollie again to prove to people that I could. It didn't work. It. I didn't want to be stupid and crack my head now as an adult. <laughs> so. Okay. All right. Let's get it. <laughs> now that we know more about Taylor's yeah. life. Oh, I know. Well, now you just, like, every week learn more and more about us. I didn't know you had blue streaks in your hair. That's yeah. funny. I like, I wish I still had the extensions. Put them in occasionally. <laughs> but I wanted blue hair. Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, Roger Dale Stafford is the main guy we're talking about. Yep. But also, Verna Stafford is also involved and Harold Stafford. All right. So, here's the overview. So, he was a spree killer and a serial killer so and he was a robber he was a robber he murdered the lorenz family and six employees at a sirloin stockade restaurant in oklahoma there Mm -hmm. were nine confirmed murders but 34 are suspected yeah that's weird to me yeah we'll get to that yeah i don't know much about the like, I know about this, the main thing, mm-hmm. and then the other main thing. Yeah. But not the other but not 30 the other. or whatever it is. Yeah. Or... It's okay. We'll get there. Okay. We'll get there. So, there's not much background on Roger, and, but what we know is that he's a white male who was born in 1951, making him 27 at the time of the murders. He's best known for the steakhouse murder which is the main thing we'll talk about, and um, also the murder of a family and apparently a lot of other people that Kara will discuss later that I don't know about. Right. He spent uh, 15 years and nine months on death row for these killings. For the only the steakhouse killings. Only the steakhouse killings. And he is executed July 1st of 1995 at the age of 43. Yep. So, that's all I have for background. Yeah. Well, not, like, I guess life. life. Yeah, well, when we were both researching, we couldn't find anything on his childhood. Mm-hmm. We couldn't find just really, like I said, anything. Yeah. Um, and that's weird to me because if it's this well, not it's not super well known, but it's, like, a pretty well known case that they normally have. something on their background yeah i even googled you know roger dale stafford's childhood yeah i did too couldn't find anything yeah and like even the youtuber i watched she said she couldn't find anything and she's like i searched everywhere and could not find so he was just born a 27 year old male and then started killing yeah okay basically okay so that's where we start awesome so his first victim was 21-year-old Jimmy Earl Barry. So, Barry was a student at the University of North Alabama. He worked as an assistant manager at McDonald's, and he was shot four times, and the suspect robbed the restaurant of $1,390. He 
and the crime remained unsolved until four years after the incident. Mm-hmm. Um, Stafford's brother and himself were implicated by Roger's wife. Yes. So after they got caught for the steakhouse crimes, mm-hmm. his wife basically threw him under the bus. Yeah. And so she was the one who was like, no, he killed 34 people. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, because she testified against him. Mm-hmm. Um, he was never prosecuted for Barry's murder specifically because of the Oklahoma murder convictions that come later. Um, but he continued his murder spree with his wife, Erna, and his brother, Harold, on June 22nd, 1978, which is the family murders. But do you have anything besi- before we get to those? Yes. So, I don't have anything specific um, crime-wise, but I just want to give, like, background on Verna, Roger, and Harold, is that they they were born in Alabama, and they traveled around to specifically rob people. Um, they weren't, at least from them and, like, what police have suspected is that they weren't going in to situations wanting to murder people I guess they just wanted to rob people for money and they don't really know why they were so desperate for money but it is said that Roger and Verna so they were married they needed money for a place to stay like a house with their kids with their three kids yeah Yeah. bizarre so there's not much on their kids either yeah i know so i didn't even know they had kids until i heard like the youtube i watched the youtube video i watched and then harold needed money supposedly again this isn't this is just like found on a website i don't Mm -hmm. know if it's real or not but they said harold's girlfriend was pregnant and they wanted they needed money to abort the baby yeah i saw that too so that was mainly their motives for yeah for robbing yeah i saw that too yeah so this would make them transient killers because mm-hmm. they travel around and kill in different locations yeah. um and they're also mass killers because mm-hmm. if you listen to i think it would have been our first episode when we talked about richard speck mm-hmm. we talked about how he was a mass murderer and not a serial killer yeah because mass murderers will kill multiple people at the same time in the same place which mm-hmm. is what he did but then he's also considered a serial killer because of the different times he did yeah, it. Yeah, different times. But he points. just killed multiple people mm-hmm. almost each time he killed. Yeah. So he's a transient killer, a serial killer, and a mass killer. And a robber. Yes. Yep. yep. Lots of names. Lots of names. <laughs> he fits into a lot of categories. Yeah, I know. It's definitely weird. So June 22nd, 1978 is... The first big crime after um, Jimmy Barry. And also, we like we said, no one knew that who did that crime right. until after right. these these murders, um, these and later murders happened. So June 22nd, 1978, Verna, the wife, is on the side of the road with the hood of her car up, acting like her car's broken down. She's sitting there. Uh, she flags down, you know, any cars that'll stop and... A couple stops named Melvin and Linda Lawrence, who are both Air Force sergeants also. I did have that, Which yeah. I thought was interesting. Both of them were. So they get out of the car to help um, Verna, and Roger ends up popping out and out of hiding to rob them. Roger asks, or like, demands money from Melvin, and Melvin says, like, I can't give you all the money. I'll give you some because we need to go. Oh, I didn't mention that they were where they were going. Yeah. But so Melvin and Linda were going to a funeral for Melvin's mother. So they were traveling pretty far to go mm-hmm. to this funeral. They're going to North Dakota, I think. Mm-hmm. And they're, so this is in, where is it? Oklahoma, right? Still? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, Oklahoma to North Dakota. So they had a pretty long ways to travel. So Melvin says, I can't give you all the money. I need it to travel. And Roger gets pissed off and shoots him. So... That's a big trend for him, right? Yeah. He just gets pissed off mm-hmm. during robberies. Yeah, so Roger, you'll see in the future that he just, you know, goes in supposedly with the intent, intent of robbery only, and then someone pisses him off, and then he ends up killing people. So, who knows what his real motive is, but that seems to be the trend. So, then, after Melvin shot Verna, or Linda goes after Verna, Roger's wife and Verna's able to like hold her 
hold her back, and Roger's able to shoot her. So, Linda and Melvin are both dead now. But now, Roger, Verna, and Harold, which I know I haven't said anything about Harold. I don't know what he was doing, like, he just hanging in out. this time. Yeah. yeah, he was just hanging back. But they hear a voice coming from Melvin and Verna, or Melvin and Linda, sorry, pickup truck. So, they walk over and realize that Melvin and Linda had a son in the back seat. So, they, like, ripped open the screening of where he was behind and shot their 13-year-old son. Is he 13 or 10? He's 12. 12. <laughs> Jeez, what the heck? Their 12-year-old son, Richard Lawrence. Um, so, now three people are dead. They decide that they are going to drive the bodies up the road a little bit. Harold and Roger got in the pickup truck of, like, Melvin and Linda's pickup truck, and Verna drove their car behind them. They ended up dropping Melvin and Linda's bodies, like, a little bit up the way, and then dropped the son's body off, like, separate from them. It's awful. I know. It's crazy. I mean, it's so sad that, like, you know, that little kid has no idea what's happening. And just trying to, like... 12 is so little. I know. Like, I didn't realize how little we were at 12. Yeah. Until I started counseling 12-year-olds. Yeah. And I'm like... We're so little. Yeah, they don't know, like... No. And, like, he he doesn't know what's happening. They had, like... He probably didn't see what was happening, like, up front. He probably just heard noises and screams and or whatever. And gunshots, yeah. And then was like, where's my mom and dad? And that's what gave him away. I have that he was yelling for his mom and dad. Yeah. That's... Uh, oh, it's awful. So, yeah. So, obviously, bad people we're dealing with right now. So... They, and they also, so after the murders and after dropping off the bodies, they uh, drove to an airport and left the pickup truck of Melvin and Linda. Yep. But they stopped to eat first. That is sick. I know. They don't care. No. So, Verna, when he, during his case, during his um, court case, she testifies against him. Mm -hmm. So... This is what he had to say. So this is a quote. Roger demanded his wallet and he wouldn't give it to him. Roger was upset with him and Roger shot him. The lady came to my side of the car and she was screaming. So then Linda tried to hit Verna, like we said, and then Verna said, I caught her on the side of the face when I hit her and she lost her balance and then Roger shot her. We heard a little voice that was calling for its mother and father. Roger had said something to the effect, we should not leave anyone behind as a witness. And then, so that's when he ends up shooting the little boy. Mm-hmm. So, later in prison, Roger tells his cellmate um, that for these murders, uh, quote, it didn't make any difference if the person was 2 or 82. So, he didn't care at all who it was or how old or, yeah. like, kid, adult, elderly. Yeah. And I just have the quote that he said he just banged away. Mm. So, he just kept shooting. Yeah. It didn't matter who it was. Crazy awful yeah so that's the first like big bigger thing that we they link yeah. to them yeah obviously uh jimmy berry as well but like the we big said, mass they murder yeah no one knew about jimmy berry until the case like got brought up yeah until verna was like let me tell you about yeah about this other murder mm-hmm. to get lesser sentence yep so All right, now we move on to July 16th, 1978, the same year, a few weeks later. So, three weeks after the Lorenz family was murdered, he murdered six employees at the Sirloin Stockade restaurant in Oklahoma City while he was robbing robbing it, and five of the employees were teenagers, Mm -hmm. which is really sad. Yeah, I know, like, you're just working at, like, a fast food restaurant, and... Well, I mean, it's not a fast food restaurant what is that it's a oh. steakhouse oh it's a steakhouse okay well you're working at a restaurant as a teenager to make money and you don't think that these things would yeah. happen yep so they waited in the parking lot of the restaurant until all the customers left so they were driving around for a while mm-hmm. couldn't figure out how else to get money and so in the podcast i listened to she said that they were driving around in this small town thinking that this would be really easy to rob because there aren't going to be a lot of people mm-hmm. well every place they went there was just a lot of people around and they were like well we can't do anything Mm -hmm. so they picked this restaurant and they just waited until all the customers left yeah so around 10 p.m they leave their car and roger stafford knocks on the side of the restaurant like the side door of the restaurant when the manager answers the door 
Roger and Harold were pointing guns at him and they forced him to take the cash register to take him to the cash register mm-hmm. and the office safe. So when they were inside the restaurant, the manager began taunting him and his brother and saying that he could not understand why people rob others instead of working for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, agree. <laughs> just saying. Yeah. So staffers, this pisses him off, you know, this, of pa- this pattern of just being pissed off. Yeah. So he hits the manager and demands that he calls his employees to the cash register. And so the manager complies at this point. Mm-hmm. When Harold and Vernon held the workers at gunpoint, Roger and, Roger and the manager emptied the safe of $1,290 and then ordered everybody into the walk-in freezer. So Verna later testified that Harold reminded Roger that no one was to be hurt. But when uh, she said that, Roger said, they'll get what they deserve. Mm-hmm. So Harold didn't want anyone to be hurt. Yeah. Harold was probably like, can we just stop killing people and yeah. just rob people? And Roger's like, they'll get what they deserve. Mm-hmm. So Harold and Roger start to open fire on the employees. And Verna also testified that she heard a lot of gunfire and screaming. So Roger tells his wife that it's time for her to take part. So he places his gun in her hand and helps her pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. That's what she says. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, if I wanted to get a lesser sentence. Yeah. That's what you I'd say. probably say that too. Yeah. So, Sergeant Laney Mitchell was the first police officer on the scene, and the officer had stated, quote, I opened the freezer door, and all he could see was blood and brains. It was totally incomprehensible. Mm-hmm. So, here are the victims' names. I have Isaac Freeman, Louis Zacharias, Terry Horst, David Salzman, Anthony Tu, and David Lindsay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Louis... Zacharias was 43. He was the manager who answered the door. Mm-hmm. Isaac Freeman was 56. And then the rest of the victims were teenagers. So they were either 17 or 16. So it's crazy. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people seem to blame um, Louis Zacharias, the manager. One, because he was taunting them. Like, so it made the Roger even more angry. So, like, people that are looking at this case, like, obviously... Roger's the one to blame for this, but, like, people were angry about this and, like, or the families of the other victims were upset with Mm -hmm. how, like, Lewis, like, confronted them because I don't even know, like, how different it is now, but they tell people, you know, if someone comes in to rob the place, you just give them the money and you, like, be quiet and you call the cops. That's what they told us when I worked at that Italian restaurant. Yeah. I didn't hear that. (laughs) They didn't tell you that? Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. So that's why I was like, okay. But that's, like, common sense, I think. Like, you know, just give them what they want. Don't, like, instigate not, them. Yeah, they're like, don't it. run after people. Yeah. Just give them the money. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Yeah. And then call the cops. So a lot of the other victims' families were, like, upset by how he acted and how, like, he somehow, like, let them know that there was other people in the building. Like, they kind of blame, put the blame on him for that, which... It's, it's hard. I know the families are, like, you know, suffering and they, dealing yeah. with a hard situation. But ultimately, like, it's not any of the victims' faults. Like, it's Roger and Verna and Harold who were doing this. Um, so, Verna says she was in the car at the time all this was happening and just heard, like, gunshots mm-hmm. and till, until Harold came out and was like, oh, that's what I have. I have... So, she was in the car. She heard a bunch of gunshots and screamings. This is according to her as well. But that's all she knew so she didn't know that they were like killing people until until after. she heard all yeah. that yeah and then yeah i don't know what the heck so and then like we said she says roger made her shoot someone i don't know what the the story's like scrambled a lot with them um but i have a whole like like side story so terry horst was one of the victims but she didn't die in the freezer she right. actually died after mm-hmm. like she was alive when the police got there so, Carlos Joy was um, Terry's boyfriend. So, Carlos was, I think, one of the main reasons that the Staffords ended up leaving. So, Carlos drove to his girlfriend to the restaurant, or drove to the restaurant to pick his girlfriend up after work, Terry. Okay. So, Terry came out to the car and gave him a soft drink and said, wait in your car. Like, I have to finish up some things inside, whatever. So, Carlos was in his car. And then he was like, she was taking a while, so he just drove around the block, whatever, and then came back. 
and she Terry still wasn't out. So he was like, what the heck? So he starts calling her name and went inside and he didn't hear anyone, didn't see anyone. So he was like, oh, maybe they're having like a, a meeting, like staff meeting, whatever. But he was like, it's kind of like, I don't know how deep into the restaurant, how big the restaurant is. So I don't know what he was doing, but he went outside or went inside and was looking around kind of felt like bad vibes and was just like all right so he left went into his car and I guess he had like a radio that like had a like a speaker phone and said he said into his car um this is the police surround the police are surrounding this building oh smart yeah so I mean this is all I don't again I don't know exactly if this is true (laughs) true or not this is what the YouTubers said that yeah. was... Oh, no. Actually, this is from a website. I forget what... I think it might be one I didn't put. Sorry. I'm so bad at citing sources. Um, but Carlos didn't realize at the time, but this actually prompted Roger and Harold and Verna to leave the restaurant um, because, like, they thought the police were coming. Yeah. Um, How smart. I know. So then Carlos... I don't even think he saw, like, anyone leave. He might... He was in the back of the building. They were in the the front i don't know so he didn't see them leave so after the staffords left roger again walked into the restaurant but another manager came to the restaurant because they couldn't get a hold of someone on the phone and they were like what what's happening so another manager came wow how good are those managers i feel like <laughs> I some of my managers like at the restaurants yeah. i've worked at where if they can't get a hold of people on the phone they're just like yeah yeah oh well you, what are you gonna do yeah so this manager comes and ends up going inside ahead of Carlos. Carlos follows. The, this manager opens the freezers and um, said, tells Carlos, like, don't don't look in there. I'm going to call the cops. Carlos, of course, looks anyway and sees, like, Terry. Oh, um, so awful. I know. And he sees Terry's body among the other bodies. But like I said, Terry wasn't dead. So then the police finally came and they were able to take Terry away. Unfortunately, she passed away, but... Oh, how um, horrible. Yeah, so, like, there's all this whole this whole side story with, like, Carlos and Terry, and I think Carlos was a big part in, like, in the case yeah. in general, so... Yeah. So, from the time between her coming out, being giving him a drink, and mm-hmm. then being like, oh, I'll, j- I'll just be four minutes, so he drives around the block, and mm-hmm. then in that time, that's when all this happens? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? How horrible. I know. It's, like, crazy to think, like, he... Like, he... What happened if he was he was just waiting in the parking lot? Would he have heard, like, gunshots or, like, I don't know. Would he have gotten killed? Yeah. But they don't have cell phones at this time. Like, so they yeah. can't, like... Like, now it seems like, oh, if you hear it, you're going to call the police right away. But he would have to go inside to call the police or, like, if there's anything or close by. Or go to by. a pay phone, yeah. Yeah. So it's just crazy that, you know, he, he like, has to deal with that, too, like... If, if he's still alive now or like just throughout his whole life he had to like think about that whole situation i don't th- i don't think that th- that sight mm-hmm. of seeing your your girlfriend mm-hmm. killed yeah you know that's burned in his brain forever oh yeah especially even if it's not even if he had no relation to anyone like if you open up that freezer and see people, oh yeah like that follows you yeah i can't imagine that's that's crazy so yeah that's that's all i had so there's after these murders were committed the police like had a manhunt for whoever did it yep and i also have the car accident do you have oh a- yeah the motorcycle accident why oh, it a- no 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 a car accident do you have a car accident no i have a motorcycle accident okay so then i'll say that like i said when the staffords left like once they heard carlos doing that intercom thing they left and they actually rear-ended a car on their way out like oh i didn't know that yeah so they rear-ended a car and like did a hit and run basically like they're they're not gonna stop stop. the the driver doesn't know like that they are running away from a murder scene but they ended up they saw who was driving the car and they actually are the one whoever the driver was that they hit was the one to identify roger oh fleeing the scene I feel like that'd be really hard because it's yeah. night. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like if somebody rear ends me and then runs, I'm not going to mm-hmm. see what they look like. Yeah, I know. I don't know what... That's just what the what the website said. Oh, interesting. I don't know. So, yeah, I don't know the person's name who 
you know, did that whole thing. But yeah, it says that they were able to identify. Hmm. Odd. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. So. So six days after robbing the restaurant, Harold Stafford, who is Roger's brother, dies in a motorcycle accident in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. So there's a little bit of a karma mm-hmm. going on there in the works. But I don't think it was. People think it was suicide. Really? Yeah. So people believe that Harold knew they were going to get caught for all that. He was actually driving on the opposite side of the highway backwards. So they believe oh. that it was suicide because, you know, you're driving not the right side of the yeah. highway. Yeah. So they just think that he did that on purpose so you have to live with the consequences. Well, he did remind Roger, like, yeah. we're not hurting anybody. We're just robbing. Mm-hmm. Just need the money. Yep. So their capture. Mm-hmm. So on September 3rd, 1978, a little boy asks his father, can I have a real gun? Mm-hmm. And of course the father's like, uh, no. Yeah. You can't have a real yeah. gun, son. It's like, <laughs> this little boy's like, but that's the, like uh, the Christmas story. He's like, shoot your eye yeah, out. shoot your eye out, kid. But the boy h- holds up a sack with guns in it. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, he says, dad, I already have some. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, look, dad. Ha. I showed you. Yeah. <laughs> so, of course, the dad calls the police mm-hmm. and the DA actually links one of the guns to the Lorenz family case. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know where... The boy found the sack of guns. <laughs> it was probably just, like, maybe they lived next to a highway or somewhere that they yeah. just were able to throw it out of their car. I don't know. But can I have a real gun? No. Uh, well, guess what? Yeah. <laughs> I got three. Ha ha ha. Yeah. Joke's oh, on you. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it's good. That little boy was a big part of the case. Like, a big part of solving the case. It's crazy. Yes. So, I already mentioned that Harold dies. Mm-hmm. Yep. So police traced a woman who went to see his body at a local funeral home in Chicago where they found and arrested Verna. Yep. I don't know. Was the, was the woman Verna? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure. So the story I heard was that Harold died. But before this, I'm pretty sure. See, the, the timeline confuses me a little bit because different sources had like a different thing. But the timeline's not as important like the dates. I believe that before harold died that roger was the one that called the police do you have that after or before harold died or not at all (laughs) not at all oh okay so see that's the thing in mine i have january 3rd he called which doesn't make sense because it's like like way after um but at some point doesn't matter at some point roger got drunk and called the police and said i know who did the murders it was Verna, my wife, and my brother, Harold. Okay. So. Stupid. Yeah, exactly. So, he's drunk, names his brother and his wife as suspects, so the police are like, that's suspicious. So That's they, suspicious? Yeah. <laughs> that's weird. So then. Sorry, that's TikTok then. Yeah. <laughs> Once Harold died in the car accident, or in the motorcycle accident, they were like, oh, this was, this name was mentioned on that call. So, let's see who comes and, like, looks at his body, like, identifies him. Smart police work. Yeah. So, that was Verna. So, Verna ends up coming and identifying his body. The police thought they were associated with those murders. They don't arrest Verna right there. They say, maybe if we follow her, she'll lead us to someone else that's involved in the murders. So. Sick work. I know. So, they seriously follow her all the way to Chicago. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. They follow her to Chicago, and that's where they find Roger Stafford at a YMCA that she goes into, and they arrest them both on the spot. Jeez. Yeah, so they were like, so it was good. They put, like, things together quickly. Yeah, that was good. So, yeah, that's, and that's why they, that's how they ended up getting arrested is, one, Roger's stupidity of calling and saying his wife and brother's name. Harold dies. So they know, okay, there's a Harold that was mentioned, and then just let him back to Roger, who made the call in the first place. So, great police work. Yeah. So that's how. And then they found the guns, and that, then they were like, oh, it's all, like, it all came together slowly. Nice. Yeah. Good police work. (laughs) Good police work. (laughs) Do you want to talk about his conviction? Yeah. You mean? (laughs) 
No, not oh, you. The other okay. person. I thought on you were just podcast. saying like you, as in the other we. person on this podcast who never <laughs> <Okay>. talks. <laughs> All right, so uh, Roger is. Well, I don't have anything really for the like the court case as a whole. Like I have so that Verna's testimony. Um, that which you kind of already discussed that she said Roger herded them into the freezer, calling calling his brother a coward in order to get Harold to help with the killings. Verna claims that Roger forced her hand to squeeze the gun and pulled the trigger, like you said before. Yeah, and I also had for that like she didn't know where the bullet went. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, I don't can't tell you yeah. if I killed somebody because I don't know where the bullet went. Yeah, but Smart. also. She says she's in the car the whole time until Harold comes out and is like, oh my gosh, like, all this is happening. So, who knows? Like, I'm sure she's in, did something. Mm-hmm. Like, and if, even if she didn't, she's still an accomplice to this crime. Yep. So, and other ones. Yep. So, Arthur Linville was a lead investigator on this case. And he, he never believed that it was just robberies as the main motive. He believed that the Staffords went in wanting to kill people. He even called them joy killings. Mm. so he just thought they wanted to kill people for fun basically um yeah i don't have so they ended up linking the lorenz family like you said via the guns Mm -hmm. that they found and the police were concerned why why like roger and verna and harold committed these murders when they said like they were only in it for the robbery and the jury didn't have to, what's the word? Deliberate. Deliberate for long. Yeah. <laughs> they found him guilty and the judge uh, sentenced him to death. Yep. Roger. Yep. And gave Verna two life sentences. Yep. So, Verna ends up divor- divorcing mm-hmm. uh, Roger. Yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah. I mean. I mean, a little late. Yeah, a little, little late. Yeah. So, he's convicted of all nine of those murders and sentenced to death mm-hmm. um he believed his sentence would not be carried out because quote <laughs> i'm too good looking i have that too that's crazy and like he's not no <laughs> not at all no and because he's such a wonderful guy mm-hmm. he got married two more times <laughs> while he waited for his execution who is marrying these men in prison that are convicted for murders stop who? it who is doing that it's crazy that is like insane to me like we we talk about ted bundy yeah. a lot but ted bundy gets married and yeah. then and they have dude, a freaking baby yeah and you watch night stalker right yep. freaking the night stalker the girls are like obsessing over him when they're he's, like oh my gosh she's so attractive and i'm like he's going to kill you yeah and he literally like people are sending him like nudes in jail yep and like it's i'm so- like what is wrong with you what is wrong with oh you i understand God. if you want a bad boy but not that bad of a boy no, go to therapy. <laughs> yeah, like, there's something wrong. Oh, it bothers me so much. I'm like, you're not that stupid. Like, no, they might be, be that stupid. I'm just, uh, no, they might so. be that stupid. Yeah, it's just, oh, Ugh. so. But I do feel that's like, an old, another rant. yeah, awful. <laughs> I do feel like the lady I can't remember her name who ends up marrying Ted Bundy and having his kid. Yeah. Do you think she genuinely thought he was innocent? Oh, I don't, I don't doubt that she thought he was innocent. He, like, I think she thought he was innocent because, am I saying that right? <laughs> Sounds yeah. wrong when I say it out loud. So she, you thought in all of her heart of hearts, she really thought he was innocent. I, I mean, who knows? I feel like, yes, because for my own mind, I have to think that, like, you have to think someone's innocent in order to carry on a relationship with them. Because, like, to me, just, that's ridiculous if you really think they killed people and you still want to be with them and have a kid with them, which is, like, that poor kid has to live their whole life knowing that that's their father who killed all these people. Oh, I would change my last name. Yeah, but it's, like, I don't know. So, in my head, I like to think that she actually thought thought that he was innocent. Because I just can't wrap my head around it. And then when I was watching Night Stalker, Mm -hmm. I was like, are you kidding? Yeah, I like, so stupid. I didn't realize how big of a thing it was for women to like be obsessed. Like, obviously, we're obsessed with true crime, but we're not like, oh my gosh, like this guy's so hot, like because he killed all these. Like, that's freaking weird. Like, 
It's different to be obsessed with like a court case or a trial. Yeah. Than to be obsessed with the guy or woman or whoever it is that's being convicted. That's like, that's a whole nother issue going on. Yeah. I mean, we got issues, but got that's issues. a whole other issue. Yeah. I like, it just surprises yeah. me. And I guess it's more common than we thought. Like, I thought at least. I hit my mic. It's more common than I thought. Like, I saw the Ted Bundy thing when he got married and had a kid, and I was like, what is wrong with that lady? But then I and watched Night Stalker. of course, he had to have a daughter. Yeah. And then I watched Night Stalker, and I see this case. I'm like, is this, like, a thing? Like, people are like, I know yes. people will, like, pen pal to prisoners. Yeah. Which, again, yeah, why? Yeah. But to, like, oh, I yeah. don't know. It's so <laughs> weird. It's just messed up. It's just messed up. And, yeah, it's one thing if you're going to ruin your own life and, like, ruin your name and be associated with them, but then to have a kid and then make them deal with all the yeah. repercussions. It's not that kid's fault. Yeah, that's crazy. So. I hate it. Who knows for women that do that? Please enlighten us if you know. <laughs> do any of you, <laughs> do any of you fantasize <laughs> about a serial killer? Yeah. It made me so mad when, like, all the girls were, like, when the Ted Bundy, like, the new movie came out with Zac Efron and, like, all the girls were like, oh, my gosh, Ted Bundy's so hot and all this stuff. I'm like, he killed women, like, your age. And, like, he didn't, like, he killed teenage girls and, like. He killed that 12-year-old yeah, girl. Yeah, like, that's so messed up for you to, like, say that. Like, okay, if he's a good-looking guy at the time, like. People, like, can say, like, oh, like, he was handsome. I understand why girls, like, were attracted to him. No, I know. I'm not saying I don't think that. But I understand where people are coming from. But I hate how, like, all these teenage girls were, like, obsessing over him, like, after these things came out. I'm like, these movies are made to show you how bad of a person he is and Mm -hmm. that monsters are out there. Like, it's not to... And they can look attractive and they can, like, be charming. But But that's what... That's why Ted Bundy was so successful. Yeah. Because he was able to, you know. Yeah, he, charm them. Yeah. Yeah, people thought he was an attractive mm-hmm. guy. Yeah. And, you know, I think there's, like, that weird, like, stereotype of, like, oh, he's good looking. So, is that a, mm-hmm. is that a thing? Or am I oh, just making I, shit I think up? so. I mean, if you think about it, as a teenager, I know we, us, we wouldn't, like, get in a car with a random no. person. But if, like, a guy pulls up and he's an attractive guy versus, like, an old man that's, like, wrinkly like yeah i think they're they're more likely to go with the attractive guy i think that's what i'm trying to say is like people are more alert yeah for like the old creepy creepy man yeah yeah it's just and that's why that's why i like i appreciate documentaries and stuff because it shows you like Mm -hmm. okay these people are bad and like you know even if they're attractive or seem nice like you still have to be cautious around them and stuff like that but it's just it, yeah, it made me mad. I'm like, we know Ted Bundy did these things. Mm-hmm. Like, we're 99% sure. Like, he confessed he, to them. Yeah, he confesses. And he, like, even now girls are like, oh my gosh, so hot. I'm like, no. Like, like can we respect- now we know that he's bad. A bad person, can bad we, egg. Can we respect the victims yeah. and their families? Yeah, exactly. It's crazy. So. Okay, rant over. <laughs> but also, Verna got married. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. Verna got married to a man named Monk. Oh. Yep. That's all I know about that. <laughs> I don't know much about Monk, but she got married too. Maybe he was like a monk. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't know if they can marry, but. I don't know if his last name was Monk. Maybe. Sounds more like a last name, but who so knows? She became Mrs. Monk. Hmm. Fair enough. Yep. And I think you said this already, but she was sentenced to two life terms, right? Yes. You said that? Okay. And, yeah, she played the victim in the court and was like, oh, he made me do all this, and, like... She played that card well. Yeah, and there's there's uh, video footage of, like, her speaking in court that you could look up if you're interested in, like, how she appeared in court and stuff like that. But, yeah, she definitely was a part of it. Um, so, July 1st, 1995, Roger was killed by lethal injection, um... And he was still married to, like, his second, the second wife in that, Mm -hmm. during his prison. And he supposedly was religious at that point in his life. And he was speaking in tongues. Yeah, I saw that, Yeah, to his, to his wife. what the heck. Yeah. I also have that his last words were, tell the world you are seeing an innocent man murdered. I've got nothing to lose by telling a lie. 
somewhere, somehow, please exonerate me. Mickey, who's his the, his second, well, his third wife, mm-hmm. but his second wife he married while he's in mm-hmm. prison. Mickey, I love you. Mickey, you meet me at Heaven's Gate. Yep. Yeah. But then I also have that as the chemicals began pumping into his veins, he said, like, oh, God, like, he was pleading for mm-hmm. mercy. Um, But I just, ugh. Yeah. He's gross. Um, Do you have, so, <laughs> this is interesting. So, less than two weeks later, Assistant Attorney General Susie Howard got a coupon in the mail. You have this? I have Sandy Howard. Sandy. Well, maybe her name's Sandy. Or maybe she's, maybe she goes by one or the other. Sandy Howard or Susie Howard, the assistant attorney general, (laughs) she got a coupon in the mail for $5 off a sirloin stockade, off at sirloin stockade with a note on the back that said, hey, you got away with it. I murdered, but I'm innocent. You knew it. Yep. And written on the back was Was Roger Dale Stafford's signature. Mm-hmm. With one zero three seven six seven, which I'm just gonna assume is his it's, prison yeah. number, and it actually was, it showed that it was sent three days after he was killed, mm-hmm. and that it was. So when they compared, what's weird about it is when they compared the signature on the back of the gift card, mm-hmm. which if you haven't put this together because we didn't really say this, it's the gift card to a steakhouse. The of same the same one. company of oh, yeah, where yeah. the murder took place. Yeah. Um, so that when they compared his signature on the back of the gift card to his actual signature on legal documents, it matched. And they traced the gift card and found that it was actually purchased a year earlier hmm. in El Reno. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't have that. That's yeah. interesting. So it was bought a year in advance. Mm. Bizarre. It is weird. It's weird, but... Yeah, so obviously he didn't mail it. Yeah, he must have got his, like, cellmate or but something. I think it's, like, super creepy. Or his wife, I guess, could have mailed it. But, yeah, it's, like, it's weird. People were, like, he got religious and now he's a ghost that's sending gift cards. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. That's what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. Um, creepy. So, yeah, he's, he's interesting. It was an interesting case, like, overall. Obviously, we've talked about it for a good amount of time. I just wish but... there was more stuff. Yeah, Cause when to I, analyze. Yeah, because when I read, like, the Wikipedia mm-hmm. on him, I was like, oh, this sounds kind of cool because he has his wife involved yeah. and his brother. And then I just, like, texted Taylor and I'm like, this is my guy. <laughs> this is who I'm picking. Yeah. And then as I, like, I didn't start researching till like, Wednesday night. Yeah. And we record on Fridays. <laughs> and I was like, God, there's not much about yeah. this guy. But it's like, it is interesting that there's nothing, though. Like, it's so weird to not find because anything the on their two, childhood. Yeah, because the two mass murders are so horrible. Mm-hmm. And, like, his wife had was the one who said that he had told her about, the like, the 34 yeah. other ones. But I don't know if they're cold cases. I don't know mm-hmm. if she's lying to make it seem worse. Yeah. Because maybe she was in that position of, let's say she is a victim in the sense of she was forced to do these things. Yeah, threatening her or something. Maybe she was afraid he wasn't going to get convicted of these crimes. So maybe she made him sound so much more worse yeah. than what he was. And was saying, like, oh, he told me about these other ones. Mm-hmm. But the Barry one panned out. The first one. Yeah. The McDonald's. At the McDonald's. Yeah. So, I don't know if maybe she was lying about the other ones. Yeah. Just to make sure he actually got sentenced. Mm-hmm. But. It's. Yeah. Who knows? Which is sad. If he did kill way more people than what we know. We'll never know. Yeah. Than those families. And the, they'll never know, like. That's just going to be a cold case because now there's really nothing to link them because yeah. it's it's hard back then. They don't have much evidence, like, still for those, like, forensic stuff, so. Yeah, and, like, Barry's would never have been solved mm-hmm. Yeah. until Verna said something, mm-hmm. which I'm glad she did. Yeah. I'm glad that one ended up mm-hmm. being solved, but yeah. if the other, you know, 20 to 30-something are true, we'll never know. Yeah, and it could be all similar, like you know, restaurants that got robbed, yeah. or it could be, com- like, house robberies. And they knows? could have even been before they even dated, before they got married. Yeah. So she might not have been there for those. Yeah. So she can't really say, like, this is who it was, mm-hmm. this is where the body is, this is what happened. Yeah. Because maybe they happened before mm-hmm. she- they knew each other. Um, I have that some people believe that Verna was the mastermind 
behind it all. Mm. She and, was the mastermind of the Lorenz one. Yeah. She did come up with yeah. that one. That's why people think they're like, okay, she thought of, you know, sitting, acting like they were broken down to get money this from people. This is why I don't stop and help anybody. No. No, 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 no Absolutely not. And that's why it always worries me, too. Like, if, if I break down and yeah. people stop to help me, I'm like, no, 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 I'm fine. You keep going. Unless you're a police officer, don't stop for me. <laughs> and, if, and if you're like, hey, I'm a cop, I'm like, give me that badge yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so people not, believe I'll this. just call my friend who's a cop. I'll yeah. be like, um, Shelby, yeah. <laughs> I broke down on the side of the road. Can can you come and get yeah. me? Can you bring your, um, like, weapon? Yeah. <laughs> Please. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, people say she acted super sweet in the courtroom, and that, like, put them off. Like, oh, that's suspicious. Why are you being like that? But, yeah, that's all I have for, like, the ending that... That's Roger died. Verna's probably still in jail or dead. I don't know. Honestly, I know that she tried to. I think she um, keeps coming up for parole, mm. and they just keep saying no. Yeah, and Harold's obviously dead yeah. from the motorcycle accident. I wonder if he didn't die since they're brothers. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he knew about more. Yeah, like he could have. If yeah. what Verna was saying about the thirty other ones. Yeah, if he could have been like. Yeah, like, he's my brother. Like, I know mm-hmm. he did this, this, and this. Because that's unrealistic for me to think he committed his first crimes in his mid-20s. Oh, yeah. Like, Especially. there has to... There's stuff that leads up to it. Maybe yeah. not murder, mm-hmm. but there's stuff that leads up to it. Like, yeah. maybe, you know, you have the McDonald Triangle. Yeah. So, you wet your bed. Mm-hmm. You set fires. Kill animals. You kill, hurt animals. Yeah, you hurt and kill yeah. animals. And then maybe, like, you do something else. Mm-hmm. And then you rob and you keep robbing, like mm-hmm. the Golden State Killer. Yeah. You rob, you rob, you rob. And then Rob turns to rape, and mm-hmm. then rape turns to murder. Yeah. So I can't see him just... Just automatic. Just killing, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, and I think underlying he had anger issues, which could be, like, he had anger issues as a child. Maybe he doesn't have the whole, like, triad, like you said. Mm-hmm. But, like, just let the anger get the best of him, maybe beat up a few kids. Yeah. Like, I could see that being the case. And then him thinking, like, oh, we need money, let's go rob someone, and then they piss them off. Yeah, like, and the murder, and then it's a, it's a robbery yeah. gone wrong, yeah. And they're like, oh, now he doesn't have any remorse for killing them because they talked back or they yeah. did and, this. And, oh, he then he gets the reward of, yeah. I got away with it, Yeah. so now this is just easy, mm-hmm. so now I can just rob and kill, Yeah. and I'll, I'll always get away with it. Because mm-hmm. when and, it works, the first few times of not getting away with it, it's yeah. easier to do it. And, yeah, it would have been interesting to hear hear Harold's side of everything. You know, I'm like, obviously we think of him as a bad person because of everything, but, mm-hmm. like, it would have been interesting. I'm sure he could have given us more background on their childhood. Yeah. Maybe that's why we don't have the information, because yeah. he wasn't around to yeah. say anything, and Roger didn't want to say anything that's about point. his life, because Roger's not going to say, like, yeah, I started turning animal. Like, he's not going <laughs> to admit to that stuff, most likely, so... Interesting. It was an interesting case. It's very short. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, we talked like the same amount of time. Maybe well, like a little less, but yeah. Yeah, I like I liked reading about it because I didn't know about yeah, it. Yeah, I didn't know about it. So now you know. Now we know. There is news, um, like news videos on the case mm-hmm. online. There's the court testimony. Some of the court testimonies from Verna. I'm sure there's vid- videos of Roger, probably saying something. Something messed I'm up. Sure he said, I'm sure he's saying something. Yeah. So, yeah. if you're interested, just... If you look up Roger Dale Safford, you'll find, like, YouTubers that, mm-hmm. um, like, did cases and then the podcast you mentioned. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, there's not too many details. We probably hit a good amount of them. Yeah. Unlike other cases where we're like, oh, we can't mention everything because there's just so much. Yeah, or stuff. like, I don't know much about this. Yeah. <laughs> you figure that yeah, out. Yeah, you can look you can up. You can figure that out. <laughs> so... Because we're not professionals. No. We're just mediocre. Yeah, like, real <laughs> mediocre. <laughs> it's fine. Do it's you know uh, your topic for next week? No. No? <laughs> I have some some ideas, but I want to kind of do a little research into each yeah, one <laughs> to, like, dip my toes in the water. Yeah. And then see if it's, like, good a good discussion that we can have. Mm-hmm. So, if you've been a consistent listener, thank you. Why are you still here? (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate you and hope you keep listening and recommending us to people. We'll get better, promise.
We just need... We don't have the money to get, like, expensive equipment. And... We don't really have a lot of time. Yeah, we don't have a lot but... of time. We just do this in our free time. Mm-hmm. For fun. Yep. <laughs> when I'm not studying or reading or running my dogs around. <laughs> That's what I'm walking doing. my dog 12 yeah. times a day. Yeah. Go to the bathroom. Dog's ridiculous. Pain in the butt. <laughs> All right. right. Follow us on Instagram at Alate Murder. And if you want us to do something, you have any recommendations and criticism, is always welcome. <laughs> yes, always. So you can send those to Alate Murder at gmail.com. <laughs> and we'll read them and we'll consider them. And uh, we'll reply to you because we get no emails. We'll be like, oh my gosh, thanks <laughs> yeah. for emailing us. Yep. <laughs> but congratulations on the first email. Congratulations. <laughs> You won an email back. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> Means all the world. Yep. We're famous. Famous people. <laughs> yeah, we are. We're real famous. Okay. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye. And we'll... Oh. <laughs> oh. Go. And we'll uh, talk to you next week. <laughs> okay. Bye.